sometimes we will like you know be lonely with receiving so much love because sometimes we don't believe other people because sometimes we don't have that kind of relationship with us yet so we can't really it's like if somebody were to um compliment you on something that you're insecure about it's like well i don't know about that like that doesn't land with you can't receive that right so that is why you know knowing your thinking habits especially around yourself and having like connection with yourself is so important and so helpful especially right (laughs) i mean going back to what you said about cuffing season um it's the same thing there like it's one thing to crave connection it's another to like crave it and have a layer of there's something wrong with me and that's why i don't have it Welcome, everybody, back to another exciting show of the About That Water podcast, where we help you build strong financial habits. I have the wonderful honor to bring on a person who actually focuses on the mindset and actually help you build strong habits to bring in wonderful friends. And the cool thing about uh, being friend, like having friends and also being an adult and everything like that is that we grow apart from a lot of each uh, a lot of the people that we grew up with. And we actually sometimes tend to feel lonely. So I have the honor to bring on Joel Holman, who is a, a professional certified life coach and a friendship expert. So she also uses the brain training exercises, which we might be able to get into today, where she helps people become magnetic and create deep friendships with their ideal friends by fostering better relationships with themselves. So how are you doing today, Jewel? I'm so good. What an introduction. (laughs) Awesome. Now, this sense of being lonely, where would that come from? Yeah. um, So it's so common, I mean, especially since the pandemic, but even before the pandemic, I believe it was like 67% of all Americans feel lonely. So it's super common, but loneliness really is, is it's a craving for deeper connection, for more meaningful connection. Um, And even in the world that we live in today, where we are so vastly connected with a bunch of different people, we don't necessarily have like that deep, meaningful connection, even though we have let's say like quantity over quality, right? Um, So loneliness really comes from us having that connection, having those like needs um, unmet, really. Yeah, because it's interesting. Um, To me personally, I have like three or four different sets of friends. Like I have my party friends. I like to go out like, hey, we can go out, drink and everything like that. Then I have my serious friends where I can actually start talking about business and talk about finances and so forth. And then you have those one-offs where you can just, you know, just be quiet. You touch points or whatever, just to kind of say, hey, how you guys doing and so forth. Um, but in a sense, I don't feel lonely, um, but sometimes it does get that way because, you know, you don't have that time to really talk about your true self and having that someone to go deep with, I I guess you could say that. Um, How would you find somebody like that? Yeah, so 
it's less about uh, finding and more about developing. Mm -hmm. And I will say too, even as somebody who does this full time as a career, I still get lonely. And all that it really means is that uh, you have a craving for connection. Like you wouldn't shame yourself for being hungry, <laughs> right? <laughs> and craving food. So um, I really want to encourage everybody not to shame themselves for having that emotion come up. Um, the only difference, well, it's not the only difference, but the biggest difference for me now is that when I do have that craving come up, I know exactly where to go to, to fill it and how you create um, deeper connections uh, like that. So that way you can get this need felt or this need met um, is really through like three things um, that every friendship has. And it's like consistency. So that's like frequency and time invested. Like, I don't know about you, but I have friends that I have known my whole life and I don't have to talk to them all of the time because we already have so much time um, invested uh, compared to like a new friend. Right. Right. So consistency in terms of time invested and frequency and like really vulnerability. And the other one is meaningful interactions. So if every friendship um, has those things, what that really means is to go deep with somebody is, <laughs> and it sounds like a little mean, but it's not mean at all. Um, it's just it's like really going all in and investing on something that you pick these these friends to just like keep your focus on to practice those three things with um, that's what it means to create a deeper connection with somebody. Got you. Cause you brought up the, the sense of craving. Um, how do we curve that craving or what type of habits that we should build up to kind of um, understand what the craving is. And then all of a sudden, like just change our habits around that craving. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is such a, such a great question. It's going to look a little bit different for everybody. Um, and when you have like that loneliness craving, that connection craving, I'm really big on like helping my people create more fulfilling and meaningful relationships with also um, creating really through creating a more connected relationship with themselves. So when you are noticing, and sometimes there's so much shame around loneliness that we don't even notice that we're experiencing it. But if you feel that, like, like I, I always say, it's like a pang in my like chest. I'm like, oh, like I just, that lonely feeling, that craving. Um, and what to do from there is to really get curious and be like, what am I craving exactly? So for you, you mentioned that you have a bunch of different kinds of friends. Like there might be some time where maybe you said you were hanging out with your party friends where you were craving something a bit more serious, right? Mm -hmm. um, having a more like serious conversation. There's something that you want to share and talk about and get feedback on, right? Um, so honestly, step one is a habit. Um, and hopefully these thoughts allow people to like not have as much shame about it and actually like do this habit is to really get curious about what are you craving? And um, from there, you can really decide like, okay, what am I craving? How can I give that to myself? And then how can I go get that met? 
And the reason why this is so important is because we will try to make other people responsible for how we feel and nobody can make fill that craving for us except for us. Mm -hmm. And so I'll give you like um, a, uh, a more personal example. Actually, it's very similar to the one I just came up with with you. <laughs> um, but uh, for myself as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, none of my friends that I live by are, they can relate to that. And I found myself craving feedback and conversations and just like a togetherness with other um, women in business. And so for me, identifying that, I was able to then notice, okay, I have my own back. I'm together with me. I got this. And like give myself feedback. Um, the reason why that's so important, because I can already hear like some questions of like, okay, well, if I can do that myself, then why would I go to other people? Yep. Humans love to be witnessed. We love to be heard, to be seen. So if you give that to yourself first, you actually set yourself up when you go. So what I would do is I found um, some other female coaches um, that I wanted to be friends that I wanted to have these relationships with. And what it would do is it would set me up to, I was already taken care of. And then I just got to share that with them rather than relying on them to give me what I wanted. Does that make sense? I articulate it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Um, because like you said, it's, um, I always think of Adams, you know, being a science guy. Um, it's like <laughs> everybody is looking for a bond to create a bond. And usually the bonds end in like, um, like eight is like kind of like the perfect bond, like carbon. And I know I'm going a little sciencey, but one of the cool things about this is that we as humans are also looking for that bond in that process. So what really got you into um, understanding people's uh, sense of friendship or sense of belonging uh, at such a young age? Yeah. So I had spent the majority of my life. And it's so interesting because I have actually reconnected with somebody who knew me from, oh my gosh, like 10 years ago. And they were saying, they were like, I always thought you had friends, but I always remember you being shy. And I always, not that shy is a bad thing. Introverts can actually have an easier time making friends because of the depth that they crave. Um, side note, but um, I, they were like, I always thought you were shy. And I just always felt like there was like this distance between you that I don't have now. Um, and so what got me into this is, I was coaching a lot of people on confidence. I really grew my confidence. I used the brain training tools that I use with my clients and myself. And from there, I was like, okay, I feel so much more confident. I like love owning who I am. My mannerisms are different. I don't know. My voice is even different because of it. And I just found myself, especially when the pandemic hit with those cravings where I was like, I okay, I feel good about myself now, but like, I still am really craving that sense of belonging. And I feel like I had struggled with that for so long. Um, and so from there, I really dove into a lot of friendship research. Um, one of my favorite friendship researchers is Shasta Nelson. And I really dove into all of her work and started applying that to myself. And from there, I 
created in my own way a system to, I don't want to say like time hack, (laughs) but honestly, I can't think of a better word to kind of time hack that for myself to create, as you said, like new habits um, around friendships. That way I could create the depth and honestly, like the dream friend group that I, that I've always wanted. Um, And really just to feel get again get those cravings met so that's kind of how I got into it I was really struggling with it myself um and yeah like honestly for my whole life before then I didn't even know this was like a thing I just thought friendship happened randomly (laughs) yeah because um I'm thinking of because there are different levels of loneliness right um because I'm thinking of like how you said from a business perspective you don't have like to try to find people in in business as a woman but um, the separation, because I'm trying to bring it back to a little bit about finances, is like, say you're the only one, yes, you're the only one in your friend group that started the business, but then you'd be looking at it like, well, I'm the only one in my friend group that's making about 250 or 500,000 or a few million dollars a year, and my friends aren't doing it. And then in a sense, you get that other sense of loneliness. Though they're your friends, you can hang out with them and so forth, but that relation piece of um, almost like the have and have nots. How do you kind of, mm-hmm. nav- or how would one navigate that type of separation of loneliness? Yes, such a, such a, such a good question and good point. So I was actually um, coaching somebody on something similar earlier today. And she was in a space where she's like, I now like through coaching have created so much joy in my life. Like I, um, and feel like such a happy person. And she was like, and now I just feel like I'm annoying everybody with it. I'm repelling people with it. And so what we started from there is we realized, first of all, it's not everybody. Our brains are very dramatic. Um, (laughs) and second of all, um, from here, from her being like, okay, like I'm separate from these people. Now I can't relate anymore. Um, what we want to do is we really want to create emotional safety in that thing. So first of all, recognizing what we got really specific. Um, this was literally earlier today on who those people were that she felt were annoyed by her. Um, and this is so helpful because again, our brain's dramatic. It overgeneralizes. And when you realize, Oh, like, these specific people, these are complex human beings. These are people with insecurities and past, and they're just on, you know what I mean? There's something with them that has nothing to do with me um, that is creating maybe the resistance to me. And the reason why I want to use this example is because especially um, if, you know, all of your people are obviously coming here about finances is because it helps to step out of that for a second and see it in a different light. Um, so with this, this client and how she was able to relate, um, is she one started taking ownership over that piece. Um, and what's going to happen now, I've seen it with other clients is her taking ownership over her joy, her excitement for life. What that does is one, if you're owning it, you're, you're not going to feel like you're hiding something. Like, let's say somebody, you know, is making, like you said, 500 K and their friends are, you know, at their corporate job doing 60. Right. Right. Um, owning it and not pretending like it, like it's an elephant in the room is so huge. Um, 
to begin with. And you will know what the ownership feels like in your, in your body. Um, I, I'm not saying like, and I don't think your people, if anything, if they want to relate, they're not bragging about it, right? They might even feel like a little shame or disconnected from it. And so ownership is completely different. It's like, yep, I like this about myself. I like that I did this with myself and not everybody's going to love it. It's like making peace with that. That's like, I'd arguably step one. And then I, again, I've seen this with other clients. What's going to happen now is because she's owning it, she's going to invite other people into her space, into her life that also appreciate that about her, that also relate to her. So for that relation piece, um, again, it could be like me and somebody wants to have, you know, get feedback on their businesses. You can literally seek that out um, as well, but also taking ownership over where you are, um, especially in your business and being proud of that. Like that's amazing, right? (laughs) Liking that about yourself, about where you're at. Um, And understanding too, that not everybody is going to appreciate that about you. And it means nothing about you as well. So um, thinking about the sense of ownership and it brought up this cliche saying is that misery loves company. Mm -hmm. And but also happiness is one of those things too. Happiness is very contagious. So, you know, I guess you attract the energy that you're also putting out there. So if you are feeling lonely, you're just going to attract more lonely people. Um, and so can you brought up this brain training exercise a couple of times already. Would you mind doing like, a, I guess, maybe the first three steps of this uh, brain training exercise? Yeah. So. I help my people change their belief systems, particularly. That's the kind of brain training I'm referring to. There's a bunch of different kinds. Um, And so what that looked like, for example, with this client today was that thought that that we honestly, so speaking of habits, um, we have thought habits and feeling habits Mm -hmm. that will drive a lot of our actions. Um, And so much so they're, they're so habitual that some of them are pretty subconscious. Um, With this client, this thought habit was a lot easier to change because it um, wasn't something she'd been subconsciously believing for a long time. It was something rather new that she was in the habit of thinking. And so what we start with and what would be super helpful for everybody Um, is to do what I call a thought download. And that is just to list what you are thinking, um, especially when it pertains to something that is creating an emotion for you. So her emotion today um, was a bit about like shame and loneliness. And then really diving into that and listing all of the thoughts, what that's going to do is that's going to separate you from really being in it and allow you to observe it. And then you're going to be able to see these thoughts, not just so much as truth, but then you can go ahead and get curious about them. Um, And in the simplest words, that's basically what we did today is we got really curious about this thought and how um, it was driving some of her actions so what was so funny is that her thought about annoying people Mm. is things that she was doing from that thought was she was telling herself that she was annoying she was (laughs) like telling herself like okay you already said you were excited don't say it again um and things like that right so uh 
that's another thing that people can do from their thought download is kind of look at how that impacts how they're showing up. Um, and then from there, getting really curious about it. What other things do you believe? Um, what other things can you think right now instead? And so uh, for this client right there in the session, she found another way of thinking that she also could believe and then choose to think that and practice that rather than the thought that she came in the session with of I'm annoying people with my happiness. So that's a very overgeneralization of how it works, but at the same time, it is really that simple and it's like, it changes everything, like changing your thinking habits. So um, to make sure if I get this right. So first thing is to, uh, do a thought download, just kind of replay the scenario or whatever scenario that you might be playing in your head, almost like you're playing chess in your head. Um, number two, which is then um, recognize what are those triggers that started triggering you to think that, you know, things are not the way they're supposed to be or people not responding the way they're supposed to be. Um, and then I guess number three would be, okay, the belief system, just start believing in yourself that um, you are, you know, be excited for who you are and where you came from and all the cool things that, you know, make you, you. And then I guess number four would be just to kind of act on them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think you summarize that beautifully to put it in slightly different words. So that way it lands with everybody is yeah. To get like, to know what you're thinking, mm-hmm. um, And like you said, to know how, like, get curious about those things. I love that you said, like, triggers, what caused, what got you starting to think this way um, and stuff like that. And then from there, like, start looking at, okay, if I have this one thought, what else do I believe, though, that's, like, different from this? You don't got to go to, like, airy fairyland. She didn't have to go to, nobody's ever bothered by my joy, right? She didn't have to do that. Um, And that wouldn't have worked for her, but to find something else that you believe. And yeah, from there, choosing to think that, choosing to practice that um, going forward. Nice. So now let's um, slide on over to the third segment, um, which is kind of talking about the features because, you know, we always get lonely, but I also think of loneliness or the state of being lonely. Um, It's seasonal. Because, you know, they always talk about cuffing season and that, that sense of loneliness. Like, I need somebody to be around because of the perception that they're receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, sometimes you're like, all right, it's too much for me that you still feel lonely, even though you're still having all this love after you ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we understand almost those two extremes or seasonal things, um, what would be the... Um, like going forward in, you know, in business and so forth with your clients, what would be something that you would think that would be, um, take them to that next level, um, or that somebody should be thinking about today? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's such a, like such a beautiful question. I will say one thing that's like really important about my story and what I shared today is that I had worked on my confidence so much. So then I could really work on applying the friendship research. Sometimes we will like 
you know, be lonely with receiving so much love because sometimes we don't believe other people because sometimes we don't have that kind of relationship with us yet. So we can't really, it's like if somebody were to um, compliment you on something that you're insecure about, it's like, well, I don't know about that. Like that doesn't land with me. You can't receive that. Right. Um, So that is why, you know, knowing your thinking habits, especially around yourself and having like connection with yourself is so important and so helpful. Um, especially, right. <laughs> I mean, going back to what you said about cuffing season, um, it's the same thing there. Like it's one thing to crave connection. It's another to like crave it and have a layer of there's something wrong with me and that's why I don't have it. Or, um, you know, I like, again, something along those lines. Um, I will say a lot of people like on a kind of separate note will tell me, they'll be like, Oh, well, like I have like enough friends or like, I'm busy. I know your people are busy, um, you know, creating lots of wealth. Right. And so they'll think that they don't have time for it or they might, do this really cute thing that some of my clients do where they try to befriend everybody (laughs) and then get so burnt out and have no energy and honestly no room because they haven't connected with themselves in a while. Um, just so that way they just kind of isolate for a little bit. Um, and what I want to say is this is actually really simple and it'll give you more energy. Um, and it'll create more emotional wealth with yourself, if you will. Um, just by instead of focusing on being friends with everybody, focusing on a few people to go deep with. Um, And as you were doing that creation and developing those relationships to also kind of really get curious and pause and create a habit for yourself of what do I want to get out of this? Like, what do I want to share with them? Um, Just like I said earlier, um, I'm noticing that I have like this need right? How can I fill it with myself and then go share that with somebody else? Um, Yeah, that's how I would answer that. Awesome. And so where do you see yourself or even your business in the next two years? So that's fun. Um, (laughs) I see, um, so right now I work with people one-on-one. I love that work. Um, I work with people for a minimum of six months and we do really deep work. It's amazing. Um, I do know that especially in a couple of years, there will be a group where we're all together um, doing this work. And I mean, I'm excited for it. I'm appreciating where I'm at now. I love the one-on-one relationship, but um it's like hard. You have to like pry that from me a little bit, but I know group <laughs> group uh, work together is just going to be also amazing. And other people will be able to hear each other's thoughts um, and learn from each other. So that's where I see things going. Awesome. And far as you growing in yourself, like what would be the big, uh, the big thing for you to grow? Yeah, I think um, right now, so I am, I would honestly say it, it would be like the capacity to have, like, especially as far as money goes, mm-hmm. um, making money just recently got like comfortable for me within this. And I've been in business for a couple of years and just this year, <laughs> um, like making money, getting paid for what I do, um, 
just thank you. <laughs> just got comfortable, but I think it's increasing that capacity um, to yes, like I created this, um, and not that I. It's not like a sense of worth, but a sense of like yes, of course, like I am a person who can manage this amount of money. I think that's like my next growth. Nice. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to hear more about you and all of your successes. And I'll definitely love the testimonials that um, from people that have been through your process, um, especially during a six month. Because I was thinking about this, it was like be really cool to have like a group session to kind of talk about uh, friendship just in general. Um, mm -hmm. Because as we get older, um, you know, people die off, and and I think. We might have to have you on to talk about like the elderly a little bit <laughs> because like how to. they yeah because how they lose a lot of friendships and how their children stop coming around and then they don't see the grandchildren and it just feel lonely you know in, inside a nursing home usually and all they have is just other people who have lost their friends and just haven't passed away yet um and that's all they have so yeah I think that'll be a, definitely another topic on growing old and lonely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll bite my tongue for now. We'll save it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so you ready for the final four questions? I am. I am. All righty. So number one, what does wealth mean to you? Wealth means to me, and I mean, y'all just heard my, my work of <laughs> being somebody and trusting myself. Um, I mean, especially I think as women, we're kind of taught that we're irresponsible with money, um, believing that I can manage that. Um, so really just having like a, a place where I feel safe with my money. Um, and I love to also bring up like, again, like emotional wealth, um, feeling safe uh, emotionally to be myself, to experience all of the discomfort that comes with running a business. I'm sure a lot of your people relate to that. Um, so that's what it means to me. Nice. Number two, what was your worst money mistake? I was thinking about this, um, you know, it, as I was reading the question, uh, earlier today and I was like, okay, what was my worst money mistake? I really think it was, so when I started my business um, a few years ago, again, I was like really uncomfortable with <laughs> making money. So honestly, I think what it, my biggest money mistake was not charging for the value mm -hmm. of my work because I was so afraid to. <laughs> um and how that impacted me now, because I, what kind of happened was I would get some people, not everybody that weren't literally as invested in the work. Um, and that's kind of like how I was working and that impacted a bunch of things in my business. So I would say that would be, that would be it. Yeah. We might have to bring you back on. Well, I thought of it like knowing your worth, like, what is that? <laughs> mm -hmm, right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, number three, what is your favorite financial or non-financial book? Um, I mean, as like a connection coach, it's, it's just gotta be, I love the book, um, again, from research, friendship researcher and expert, 
uh, Shasta Nelson. She just came out with a book recently called The Business of Friendship, Mm -hmm. um, which really talks about connection and what that really does for businesses and how um, it creates really like sustainable businesses and environments. So I would say that. Yeah. I actually have a private. I have to read that myself because I talk about that quite a bit. (laughs) It's good. It's good. Uh, number four, what is your favorite dish to make? I love to make vegan chili. Like my, it's my favorite, my favorite dish to make by far. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what do you use instead of the, um, cause I heard some people use ground beef. Some people use lentils. What do you use? Yep. A lot of lentils and beans and quinoa. And it's my favorite thing to make, actually, especially for other people, because, um, I mean, I'm from Michigan and we're all like, you know, farms and, eat, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> eat, your, eat your, all your meats and comfort food and stuff. And um, they're always like, ah, could it really be good? Like it's vegan. Mm-hmm. And whenever I make that for people, sometimes I don't even tell them that it's vegan. They're like, oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> so um, yeah, just a lot of beans and lentils and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You definitely have to send me a photo of it. Um, I'll definitely show it up so everybody can see uh, on the video. For sure. I will. I probably have some photos, so I'll send you one. <laughs> Uh, so the very last question is where could people find out more about you and your business? Yeah. So, um, you can go to jewelhoman.com, um, J E W E L H O H M A N. Um, and really that's like an overview of my work. Um, I'm also on Instagram at jewel dash is it dash or underscore? I think it's dash. Uh, dash. Jewel dot home. Oh, jewel dot. Thank you. Wow. Look at <laughs> prepared. Um, <laughs> uh, jewel dot home. And, and then um, from there, I have a lot of videos on there and resources that like you could just watch one video and apply immediately. That's really important to me. So a um, lot of information there. Awesome. And so Everybody, I just want to thank you. Um, first off, I want to thank you, Joel, for taking time out of your day to come on the show to actually share your experiences as well as share some of the tips and tricks for those other sort of people who are actually feeling a little lonely. Um, and it might be cuffing season by the time this come out or by the time you're actually listening to this. But to understand that, hey, you have to have confidence in yourself, believe in yourself, and do not let the perception of other people intrigue or um as you could say ingest themselves into your personality because you're awesome you have what it takes to be the best of yourself and remember you can always listen to the about that Walk podcast we're not going to make you feel lonely we're here for you <laughs> All right, yeah, thank you again for having me and for um giving me space to share again some of this emotional wealth so that way it it can honestly help people grow even more so thank you so so much for that yes thank you so much joel and you have a wonderful day and thank you for dropping by yeah thanks you too all right